Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 grand. Get up on your mic and tell them who you am, my friend. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Big Skis, a.k.a. Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. The Oracle, a.k.a. The Back Nine Bully, a.k.a. Biddy Bout About It. Biddy? Bout It? Bout It? Really? Yeah, you know Mr. Master P, Bout About It? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do know Master P, yes. I, I'm more. Percy Miller. Yes, the man in myth himself, the legend. Not to be confused with Master P, who was a rapper. Percy Miller was a basketball player for the Hornets. He did. Sort of. He did. Yes. God, I have forgotten that he. uh, Like that drop? Yeah, that was, uh, that takes me back. So yeah, he, uh, okay. So yeah, he did try out for the Hornets. I believe he played in their like minor league team. Did he ever make it to the big? I don't think it was minor league team. I think he just, um. And I could be wrong, and if I am, then I'm it's sure been, somebody will Oh, God, will what's say, it been, 30, somebody will tell 30 me. years? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, but I think he played in, like, uh, preseason games. Okay. Like, like that. Like, he never made it to the big dance. No, though. no, no, no. That's the, that he's, I think only one other rapper has attempted that. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that uh, J. Cole. Yeah, I don't think he, I, I think that he just, he played in, like, the, um, he would play in, like, NBA pickup games. J. Cole? Yeah. Okay. And then he played like in like the All Star Game celebrity stuff yeah. and he just was like I think J. Cole ended up actually I don't remember what team it was for, but I think I don't yeah, he's from North Carolina, I think. I don't know hundred percent know what team it was. I thought he played in like a European like summer league. Oh, very very possible. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or summer league, you know. And he was busting his ass and I think that he had potential, but you know, he he did that for like a summer and then uh and backed off but i can't think of any other i don't think there's been any other rapper to to do that like to even make that move or try to push master p is just like 
I, I've, you know, admittedly, I've talked on this show a lot. I'm not a big Master P fan. I was not during that No Limit run where they were dropping like an album a week, you know, when they all had the same the blinging <laughs> no, covers it. with them sitting in front of a mansion or a, a tank with diamonds I, on it with dogs. And I, I literally probably, I, I totally got sucked into the phase because at that time when that was going on, I worked at Target. Yeah. And they would drop at Target and yeah. they'd be like, Oh, the new Silk the Shocker album is dropping, and it's, uh, you know, new release 888 or 988. I mean, I forgot pick it up. Yeah, 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 You yeah. know, next week, See Murder. Next week, True. Yeah, next yeah. Next week, Master P. Next week, Mia X. Okay, I can take a week off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they I mean, they had a, uh, what was the the one guy, uh, My Balls and My Word, I don't remember. There were so many. Mystical. Mystical. Oh, the, there was Shell. Yo, there he is right there. But man, they were, uh, when you hear Snoop talk about when he got brought into the No Limit family after he left Death Row, he talks about that they were just like a factory. He's like, you just went in there and they were just about mass producing product. They weren't, it wasn't necessarily like that they were so much goal oriented about taking their time and making a masterful uh, you know, a uh, classic album that's going to bump for the next 50 years. They were about like, let's get in there. It, it was like a, like a production plan. Like it was like, all right, one dude does this and you move it down the line and somebody does this, you move it down the line and they do that. And then it gets packaged and put on the shelves and we're going. And they saturated the market. And it was a, it was a business model, a business plan that worked for them for a long time until it didn't, until people got burned out i think until people were like you know there's too much of a good thing right if you were a hardcore no limit fan and you had three albums a month for two years like at a certain point you're gonna be like okay i, I need to want for this and long for this i'll right? give you a modern day model yeah yeah chris webby yeah yeah we good just point. saturated yeah, yeah yeah like we were like we love I, I i don't dislike him now no but i just got to the point where like every week there was a, a single every you know what i mean like and it just got to the point where like Okay, I feel like I've already heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and right, I'm right. just tired of it. I'm going to look for something Yeah, else. Webby Wednesday used to be like a really big deal when he would drop a new track on a Wednesday. And he started doing that a couple times a month. And I noticed, I feel like I don't, he's not high on my, he was really high on my radar for a while. You and I, I know right. I would send you, yo, it's Webby Wednesday, man. We're doing this. He, uh, I, do, I think he's pumped his brakes a bit. I think he's starting to realize that the, the heat's come off of him a little bit. And he's not getting as much traction as he used to because I don't get notified as consistently. It used to feel like every other week it was a new Webby track, and I don't think that's been the case anymore. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's a business. It's like sometimes you got to leave people wanting more. That's the... Uh, if you watch, there's a documentary on pop music on Netflix where they take a different artist and they focus on it. They did Boys to Men. They did several, you know, they did the boy bands. Uh, but one of them is T-Pain. And T-Pain, when he was the hottest shit going, when his songs were popping and then he was popping up on E-40 and he was doing songs with hooks for everybody else and making beats for everybody. His people in his camp said, hey, man, you need to take a break. You need to stop for a little bit. Like it's you're giving people too much. We we need you need to leave people wanting more. People should want along for you. You you need to pump your brakes. And he didn't. And he went from having millions of dollars in the bank, you know, and when you get that, you don't think it's ever going to end. And then the gravy train stops. The hit stops. 
And he said he went to a point where he had to borrow money so he could get Burger King for his kids. Like he didn't have enough money to buy his kids Burger King. He had to hit somebody up for money because it went that quickly. The the hate right. for him shifted so fast from where like people were like, I'm done with this guy. And now Autotune's kind of a joke. And we're not, you know, although Autotune is still here, but everybody else started to use it and kind of ran with his idea. And he became just like another guy that did it. Like, but yeah, that that business model is like flood the market and, and and be everywhere works for a while, and then I think it doesn't track so well anymore. You know, like it, as DJ Billy A once said, it worked until it didn't. Right? Yeah, I don't think I made that up, but yeah, it's the truth, man. Because I and and that was never that it was never even before he flooded the market. Like back in the uh, West Coast bad boy days when he was like, because Master P is interesting because, yes, he's he's got New Orleans connections, but he's got Cali connections too, Bay Area. Like he was Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, where something in the water in Richmond, man, there's a lot of good rapper. That's where Locksmith comes from, man. There's a lot, lot happening out there in the Bay, baby. But but yeah, man, I, I was never a big fan. And then when he like saturated the market with the true tank dogs and make them say woof and, and all, you know, just whatever was going on. Even when they brought Snoop into the fold, I bought the first Snoop album on No Limit. And then after that, I was like, you're not getting me again. Like, And I've gone back in hindsight and learned to appreciate some of those albums. But uh, yeah, it was never my move. But what do I know? The guy made millions and, and, and people were lining up at the record store. You know, that was it's just different times back then. But yeah, it was never my shit, man. But uh, but the, the guys branched out. He, it's him and Snoop that put the Snoop loops on the... I was just listening to Snoop on a podcast today on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes, and he he's partnered with Master P. Any food that you see that's Brodus Foods that has the Snoop Loops, the cereal, whatever, any it's Brodus Foods. He's he's teamed up with Master P, and they're putting that out. Like they're working on that. Like, and he has nothing but good things to say about Master P's business savvy and just how how intelligent he is. And the guy still has millions. Oh, you, you don't hear anything about Master P needing to borrow burger king money no oh no that never happened to him he kept his money dude for sure like his business mind when when music when the music stopped it didn't matter because he had 50 other you know irons in the fire like right. it wasn't uh it was just one of many things the music catapulted him into and gave him the ability to, to do 30 other things whether it be opening a restaurant or a barber shop or putting food on the shelves or ma putting out his own drink or master to toys what whatever it was they had he had a doll for a while dude it was insane dude. i did see a i did see a tiktok the other day uh where this guy was like really pissed off and he's like well apparently uh you can't get a military discount anymore at applebee's Apparently, spending four years as a no limit soldier in the late nineties doesn't count. <laughs> That's right. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not giving you credit for that one. I, I don't get ten percent off my cheese. Do you remember the doll though? Like literally, I don't know if you pushed a button or pulled a string, but you'd you'd put do something and it would go oh, oh yeah. like this doll. <laughs> like that's when you know you've hit the peak. Like Michael Jackson had a doll, dude. Like that's a different level. The new kids on the block had dolls like uh, i will tell you this if you ever run into it trust me do not pull the string on the r kelly doll no that's <laughs> it's yeah, yeah it's, you don't want to go there it's yeah, a pool yeah, toy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll probably pee on you so, so uh you know in 10 minutes because i said about about it bitty yes that was the nickname <laughs> well here's a little something uh this is breaking news 
Wow. Breaking news. Like this morning. Oh, that is breaking news. I had. I break- I Do I have a breaking news? You used to, but I. How you Zero get, chance I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. What's your button skills here? Let's see. I'm going to give you. That's close. That's it. Breaking news. Is that it? Okay. Yes. As of this morning, I had a, I don't know, what, what would you call it? A health, a revelation oh, okay. about my health or an eye opening. I learned something today about my health, not necessarily a positive thing. And I had an eye opening revelation in regards to my lack of good health this morning. Uh, I guess in order to tell the story, I got to backtrack. So earlier in the week, you and I have talked many times on the podcast, probably most recently on our New Year's goals, that we're out of shape. We're not feeling good. And I have not been feeling good. I've been fatigued. I've been, uh, you know, tingling and numbness in my hands and feet. I've been tired. I've just been run down. It's not been feeling right. Especially ever since when, when I had what I thought was the panic attack with the heart palpitations and all that. Just been off ever since then. Um, and uh, I started to wonder, you know, I eat a lot of sugar. I eat a lot of carbs. I'm, my diet's not good. What are the signs of being diabetic or pre-diabetic? I'm just curious. And I know that the worst thing you can do is... Is, WebMD is, it. WebMD it. Go on the internet. You're always dying, no matter what you look up. Man, my back itches. Oh, you're dying. You got cancer. You got back itch cancer. That's it. You're dead. That's Dude, I, pulled, I pulled a, a hangnail the other day, and I, it's like two days later, and my my still sore. It's bleeding a little bit. You have cancer. Yeah, that's it. That's so, but I just Googled what are uh, some of the signs if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, and... Uh, you know, it, I found this website that said 20 things to watch out for that could mean you're diabetic or pre-diabetic. Uh, and one of them was, there were a few that hit me. Obviously, fatigue, exhaustion, fatigue, lack of energy, which I have, but my life's stressful. So I'm like, okay, who doesn't get tired? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's, that's a, but that was one of them. Uh, but there were two real big ones. One was uh, the, the tingling in the extremities, like hands and feet tingling, numbness which I get like my hands fall asleep and my feet fall asleep way easier. It used to be you'd have to like really be sitting on your hand or laying weird on. I can just be sitting watching a movie with my hand up on my face or something and my hand falls asleep or I put my foot up on the table and my foot falls asleep really easily. So that was one. I'm like, oh, I got that. Like, like it comes and goes, but I do have that. Uh, the other one was frequently needing to urinate. I, if I drink water, I think one of the reasons why I don't drink enough water is because when I do, I got to go like it is not just like not like, oh, yeah, I kind of think I need to pee. I go from like not needing to pee to if I don't find a bathroom right now, it's we're in trouble. Like, you know, it's like serious business. So I'm like, uh oh, those are two big ones right there, like two big ones. So I'm like, I text Amber and I go, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think I might be pre-diabetic, hopefully not diabetic. Um, and she's like, well, I can order one of those blood testing t- kits. You know, it comes with the, 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 the thing to poke your hand and then you put the little drop of blood on the tab and it gives you the numbers. She's like, I can order one through Amazon for like under 20 bucks. And she said, it'll be here Friday. So it came Friday, uh, but you got to fast. You, you have to be fasted. So I went to bed, got up this morning and she said, I'd forgotten about it. She set it up and was like, you haven't eaten, right? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, here. I pricked my finger, squeeze it, get the little drop of blood and it drips onto the, uh, 
the little tab, and it comes up 103. That's fasted, 103. Um, and I go, well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, I don't know what that is. That bad? Is that good? Is that average? What is that? I have no clue. So she went online, and anywhere from a hundred to like 100 to 115 or 120, somewhere in that. Basically, I'm pre-diabetic according to that number. So I know our New Year's goals was to lose weight and get in shape and eat better and be healthier, but uh, that's like a real fire up under my ass learning that. Literally learning that this morning before I came here. Like to see that number, that 103, and to not know what it means and then have her go on her phone and go, oh, you're in the pre-diabetic zone. Like that means some serious changes have to be made. And, and you know, it's not, there's, there's no magic trick to it. It's eat less carbs, eat less sugar, drink more water and eat fruits, vegetables, and meat. You know, like it's, it's really not difficult, but all the, you know, it's, it's the, it's the one like I didn't do it this morning, obviously, but when I'm on my way here and instead of eating breakfast before I leave the house, I grab a donut on the way or I grab a, a Lenny and Larry's cookie. And I'm like, oh, that's good. 400 calories, right? That's not bad. That's a decent for breakfast, a Lenny and Larry's cookie. How many grams of sugar is in that motherfucker? How many carbs is in that motherfucker? We know donuts are absolutely horrible. They're deep fried. Plus they got sugar. Plus they got bread. It's just like the, you know, oh, I'm at a gas station. I'm on the run. I just grab a Snickers bar. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm -hmm. oh, man, somebody brought uh, blueberry muffins into the office. Well, I had a bowl of cereal this morning, but ah, one muffin won't kill me. And, hey, instead of going out and spending money on lunch, I'll just eat another muffin. Like, I've been real bad like that. And so it's no mystery where I am. I wasn't surprised to see that I was pre-diabetic. I'm relieved to see that I'm not full-blown diabetic. Because pre-diabetic is much easier. You can, through diet, you can reverse type 2 diabetes. It's not easy. But once you get to that point, it can be reversed. But pre-diabetic, if I turn it around right now, you know, if I start exercising more and eating healthier, there's no reason why I can't bring that number down. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to take work uh, because I'm an addict. And I think that sugar whether it be high fructose corn syrup, cane sugar, brown sugar, uh, sweetener, like, you know, aspartame, stevia, sweet and low, whatever, is probably the most addictive substance on planet Earth. Like literally, dude, the last few days since we, since we ordered the kit, right, to test my blood sugar, mm -hmm. I have been really trying hard to, to cut back, not eat sugar, like pack my lunch, eat an apple, eat some carrots, have a turkey sandwich, you know, like like health, trying to go the healthier route. But I've been doing a lot of door dashing. And man, I'll tell you, every time I, I like grab donuts for somebody and they're in the car, I'm just like, oh my God, that smells so good. I want that, I want a donut. Or I run into a gas station uh, to use the restroom when I'm out door dashing and I see the candy aisle. And it takes every fiber of my being to not be like, oh, I'll just grab a, a Snickers. I'll just grab a Reese's. I'll just grab a bag of Fritos real quick. Just real quick in the car. Just run. It's like, I feel like a junkie. Like, I, it's like takes, I can only imagine somebody that's like on heroin who's kicked it and they've been clean for a few days, but knows where their spot is or still has the phone number for their dealer on speed dial. You know, that they're just right. like one step away from like, 
spooky in New Jack City. I just can't. Like, that's how I feel, man. It's like, I know that it's killing me. But I'm just like, ah, in my mind, I'm going one more time. You know, one more time, one last time, one more, one more, one more. I can't do that anymore, man. I got to turn it around right fucking now. Like, it, it's crazy, dude. But yeah, literally got that test done, pricked my finger this morning and checked that before I came here. Like, nuts, dude. But so, couple things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not to discourage or uh, take any. Uh, Dampen your fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you drink a lot of water, uh-huh. um, it's natural to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, like if I drink, I've got a big old 80 ounce jug. If I drink that during like my day at work, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom like six times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what your body is doing is you are flushing things. That's what the point sure. of the water is. Sure. Right? And you are going, that, that doesn't, that's not a indication of anything. If you're having to go to the restroom like that often when you drink anything, yeah, that's the that's and that's the, where I'm that, at. That's the tag. So to give you an example, where's this? So here's here's what I've had today. So I used the restroom before before we left, and I started drinking this in the car. I stopped in, at the McDonald's before you get on 99, and I peed at that McDonald's. And then when I got here, I was like, I gotta use the restroom, like. And I'm not saying yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. not a factor, but yeah, just yeah, yeah. when you're drinking water, like you do urinate more for sure. Yes, 100%. And because I never drink water, like not never, but because I don't nearly drink enough, I'm pretty sure, like you said, that once you, I do, my body's like, what's this? Like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. on top of that, like it, let's say you're drinking a soda, even if you're drinking a, you know, a, a, a 20 ounce or a, a liter size, you know, I've seen you walk in here with the bigger diet Pepsi. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. Right, like that's, you're not drinking it with the quickness that you're drinking the water. Right. Right, so you're you're, you're taking in more water rapidly, plus it's like naturally cleansing, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's what our body does. So I'm, I'm not not to discourage you at all. That oh no, no, there's no discourage. <laughs> regardless, prior to this information that I had, I knew I needed to change my ways. Oh, right. I have not felt good, uh, like felt really good since since probably it's been some years now pre pre-covid for sure pre-quarantine for sure like when i was in the 215 range oh one of the other things was losing weight when you really haven't been exercising or eating properly and you know i was exercising almost every day before we left for vegas and i got down to from like 250 to like 244 before we left for vegas then we went to Vegas and I ate everything under the sun to where I felt like my pants were going to pop open. And then we came home and it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, my son's birthday, my stepdaughter. And I just kept eating. I'm like, I am not going near a scale. My, my pants were tight. I could feel it. I got on the scale uh, last week and I was 243 and I have not been exercising really except for maybe a couple of days. I really had not been trying to really eat well. So to see a pound down from the last time I weighed myself, which was pre-Vegas and pre-Christmas and pre-New Year's, right. I was like, what's up with that, man? I should have been up two or three pounds. Like, there's no way, like, I ate. I didn't just eat. I ate like crazy, dude. So, but anyway, revelation, eye-opening. Sometimes it takes, what do they say? You got to hit rock bottom right before you 
climb your way back out and turn things around. Well, that was uh, seeing that number this morning really, uh, really, really lit a fire under me now that I got to change something. You know, I don't want to, you know, I want to be here as long as I possibly can and have the best quality life possible. Right. So right. That's, that's no, absolutely. So on that light note, so yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have medical insurance? I don't remember. I do not. No, that's yeah. one of my New Year's goals was uh, to get back on medical insurance. I'm currently actually right now, because the real estate market has been so slow, looking for a job. And that's one of my criteria is I know I can't really afford to be picky, but I am trying to find something that has medical insurance because I, I need to, you know, we talked about it on the New Year's episode. I'm one one accident away, one illness away from being in the poorhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be paying that that trip I took to the emergency room, that four or five hours I spent in the emergency room when uh, when I had my panic attack. I'll be paying for that for a, a year, at least, minimum. Like, yeah, probably more. I'm not 100%. They're taking like $277 a month from me for that. And I'll be taking that for a long time. Like, or more it might even be closer to over 300 but anyway no i don't that's one of my new year's goals uh to get that done because yeah i want to i want to get back on insurance and i want to get in and i want to do a blood i want to know what my cholesterol is and my ldls and i want to know all that now i've got an idea of my sugars but so just a reminder uh again not to douse yeah, yeah. your fire at yeah, all yeah. you bought your test from amazon Right, yeah. And, and also, those things are not, you know, just like the, when you take the COVID test. Sure. Oh, it's, 100%. It's a, it's a eh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and on top of that, like, I've done, like, our bodies are weird. Yeah, yeah. You know For what sure. I mean? Like, I've gone to the doctor, done a test, and then I have Kaiser. So when our res results come back from the lab, like, I'll get an email, there's a new test result. And right. they always says right, at right. the top, you know, don't worry about this until you hear from your doctor. Right. But we're not like that. We look and you can see what the ranges are, what yeah, your yeah, numbers yeah. are, whatever. For sure. And I've had like stuff where I come back and like, let's say the range is supposed to be between, uh, you know, zero and 14. Right. You know, and zero is and whatever. And then like my, my result will be like 32. Right. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm dying. What's going on? You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. freaking out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the danger level is 14 and mine came up 32. And my doctor will email me back like the next day and be like, yeah, so that test obviously wasn't right. Because if that was it, you'd be dead. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just a bad test. Right. You know, something got in the the, 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 the sample or the you had whatever. Like it wasn't an accurate read. Like the right. machines make mistakes. The, the tests make mistakes sometimes too. Sure. So you got to kind of, like, that's why, you know, when you get older, we do, well, I do blood work one twice a year, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah, I used to have Kaiser, and I always yeah. remember they'd be like, "We'll send you your results, and we'll call you." And uh, I don't know how it is for you. I never get the call. I never got the, the call. The only right. time I get a call yeah, is yeah. if there's some like I'll usually get an email. Yeah, yeah. Be like, "Hey, thanks for doing your labs. Everything looks right. good. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's a couple things that are uh, maybe not a little higher than we'd like, but that could be like a you know, sure, a weird test or but nothing's really to be concerned about. Drink right. More water. Be healthy. You know, the, the the standard doesn't matter how big you are. Right. Uh, you know. I got guys that are I would consider pretty decent shape, and they'd walk into the doctor and be like, "Okay, you're obese." So, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that that's uh, 
just keep that in mind. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, you, you obviously want to be better. You want to do better things and, and, and be be healthier. But also, like, I try to remember that too. Like, sometimes the tests are wonky. Sure. Oh, for sure. I've got ten. I think the kit came with ten needles and twenty test strips. So I'll, you know, give it a few days and, and take another one and just see where I'm at and kind of gauge the numbers in there and follow it. But I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on it and tracking it and watching it. I already knew I needed to make a change. So this is just one more, you know, one more event, one more thing in my life that that reinforces that and tells me, yeah, you something's got to give here. You can't keep going down the path you're on. It's it's you got to turn the turn the car around. I think you just need to, uh, you know, look at the man in the mirror. Yeah. Make that change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real different. Gonna make a difference. Yeah. Gonna make it right. Yeah, something. What does he say? Turn up the collar on favorite winter coat this wind is blowing my mind yeah, there you go. to the kids in the street without enough, enough to eat, eat. Yeah. who am i to oh, to be blind pretending not to see their needs and a real deepest scar somebody bottled <laughs> i don't after that dude i lose it, it. i don't it turns know. into bone yeah i don't know what he says there a willow's deep regard, a broken bottle top, and your baseball card. I, I, I'm not really 100%. I'm pretty sure he says something about having a Barry Bonds baseball card in there. I, <laughs> a Barry Bonds baseball card. Mm-hmm. Hey, because, hey, when you're looking at the man in the mirror, you better make sure your funds are right. You might need some baseball cards, yeah. Oak firewood is really hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Man, what a great song. We just absolutely butchered a classic right there. <laughs> Bottom line, dude. Man, he butchered a classic. Yeah. Make that change. Yes, no, and that's what that's where we're going. That's what we're working on right now. Uh, you know, and uh that's it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, that was where I was at already anyway. But sometimes something like that just reinforces and goes, Oh yeah, no, I really do need to be doing this. Like there's a reason why I made that set that goal. Right. This just this just reinforces what I'm doing and tells me that I'm on the right track. Like for sure. For sure. Oh man. But yeah, so anyway, kind of a downer note to start the podcast on, which is something I was thinking about because it was so damn fresh in my mind this morning, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. So now let's perk it up. Let's be happy, everybody. I ain't dead yet. I'm Dad. still here. Daddy just hit mommy at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. That's it, man. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I'm still here. Uh, you know, I did not buy a Reese's peanut butter cup or a donut on the way in. Actually had a banana when I got here. So look at that, baby. Making that change. That's what's up. That is what's up. Especially, you, you know. You did have a banana. I did. Savage Farms. I did. Yes. Well, you know, and you really so got to so make. You're telling me yeah. you are still here. I am still here, baby. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you really want to take care of yourself too. It, it really gets you thinking. Reese, just was it yesterday, right? We lost, uh, we lost an icon. We lost a legend. Somebody that was a big part of your and I's childhood. Been a part of our entire lives growing yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when you see something like that happen, it really makes you think too. Because these people are like superheroes to us. I'm talking about. Obviously, we lost Carl Weathers yesterday. Mm-hmm. I believe he was 76. Was he 76? I could be mistaken on that. He's in his 70s for sure. But somebody like that, 
who seems to be in incredible shape, looks great, um, is still working, is still active, and has been just a staple. Like, I mean, from Rocky 1 through 4 to the Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger to the Mandalorian, I mean, Action Jackson. I mean, the list just goes on and Happy Gilmore. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This is just somebody that you start to feel like they're, you just take them for granted, right? They're just going to be there forever. Right. He ain't going nowhere. You can't. People like that don't die, right? I mean, well, it, I mean, he he was he was you know the thing is this is 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 he was seventy six seventy six okay which you know isn't it's old but it's not that old to us I guess I don't know and I don't know what the what the marker of old is anymore yeah you know because and, and on top of that it wasn't like and I'm not trying to put this out in the universe. Right. right, right. But I'm just saying, like, if we found out in the next year or two that Bruce Willis passed away, right? We know he's sick. We know he's struggling right. with some stuff. Like that would okay. Like that's awful. But we know he was dealing with some stuff. Right, right. Carl Weathers still working. He active role on the Mandalorian. Like right. he's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he that he did not look like, or or did we did not think that there was anything going wrong? So when a guy like that, especially when you combine that. You know that we know he's actively working and been doing things combined with, like you said, this is Apollo Creed. He's a former football player, the dude from Predator. Like, you know what I mean? Like a hero, a hero. Yeah, yeah. It, you just don't think th they just. It just feels like he's been in our life forever, and you kind of just start to take that for granted and think, oh, he ain't going nowhere. But you know, when the time's up, the time's up. And I, at one point, I, and I don't know if it still is, because obviously the way we eat and the way our active lifestyles change over years. But at one point, the average lifespan for an American male was 74. I can remember seeing that statistic somewhere that I think women live longer. So the average lifespan for an American female is longer than a male. But I remember at one point seeing that the average lifespan for an American male was 74 years old. But that could have been, like I said, you know, we know a lot more I don't know how long ago that was. So we, we know a lot more about uh, vitamins and nutrients and how right. we should be eating. But that being said, food's gotten worse. You know, like we're, we're, we're not eating any better than we used to. We may even be eating worse than we ever have. There's probably more processed chemicals and, and additives and preservatives in our food and hormones and steroids and the shit we eat now than there ever was. So I don't know. But I think... Mid seventies is probably an average. So he lived the average length, but he just, the, the, somebody shared one of the last videos he posted and he was still working. He was excited. He was apologizing. He goes, look to my fans. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make the convention because I imagine because of Rocky and probably the Mandalorian, he goes to a lot of comic book conventions and does signings. Uh, a lot of those cult figures do that and make really good money, like travel all over the world doing that. Well, he was apologizing. Like, I'm very sorry. I'm not going to make the convention. I will definitely be excited to get back there, but I just took on this job. I'm going to be directing. I've got some stuff that I'm directing that I'm really excited about. So I'm going to knock that out and then I'm going to be back to, to do the conventions. So he was taking on a directing job. He was still actively working. Right. Like, and he just looked great. I mean, I'll never, 
I don't think if they do make more Mandalorian, it just won't be the same without hearing Mando. Like he was just the guy, dude. Like I loved, I loved well, his character. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers are connected, yeah. uh, given uh, the role of Apollo Creed. Um, and uh, Sylvester Stallone did. Uh, I watched the video he posted. Yeah, very so, heartfelt yeah, tribute. So yeah, let, let's listen up. Hello, everyone. Today is an incredibly sad day for me. I mean, I'm so torn up, I can't even tell you. I'm just trying to hold it in because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I I give him incredible credit and kudos because when he walked into that room and I saw him for the first time, I saw greatness, but I didn't realize how great. I never could have accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. He was absolutely brilliant. His voice, his size, his power, his athletic ability, but more importantly, his heart, his soul. It's, it, it's a horrible loss. And I'm standing here in front of this painting because it was probably the last moment we were ever in the ring together and I'll never forget it. He was magic. And I was so fortunate to be part of his life. So, Apollo, keep punching. Yeah, he's absolutely right. If Apollo didn't work, the Rocky films don't work. You know, those first four Rockies, Apollo is such a pivotal character. He goes from being kind of the villain and the antagonist to then becoming the trainer, mentor, coach, and friend uh, and peer, and there's a really good, he has a really amazing arc in those films. And if he hadn't worked, if in the first one, if he just botched it and blew it, right? that movie doesn't work. You don't keep going. You don't get Creed. You don't get any more Rockies if he didn't knock it out of the park in that first one. Because for every hero, you got to have the villain. And he was essentially the villain in the first one. And then he transcends into something more. But, uh, no, uh, Sly, if you watch that documentary, Sly, on Netflix, that video right there kind of goes hand in hand because Sly, he's a, the documentary, he's a man looking back on his life knowing that he's at the end of the road. And he's reflecting and reminiscing about the choices he made in his life uh, and his career and the movies he made. But he knows that he's got, his days are numbered, basically. If you watch that, you get the message that he loves his life, but now it's really more important about being with his kids and his grandkids and spending time with his wife and less time focused so much on the career. He did that. Now he needs to shift because he knows he's on borrowed time. So when you see how choked up he was, he almost looked towards the end of that video. He sounds like he's ready to start crying. Yeah, like, absolutely. And you, when you, and now having seen Sly the documentary and then listening to that video, it's like, oh man, this is just one more reminder to him that he's one step closer to joining him. You know what I mean? Like, how insane will it be to think that there'll be a time when there's no more Sylvester Stallone in our lives? Like, you think. Carl Weathers is crazy. Like Sly has been there, like nuts, dude. Like, you know the and, and not to get super dark. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that that is like what you just said right there about like he realizes that if you know this is happening to him, right? How close am I? 
Right. Oh, absolutely. And and and, and it and that's not how I felt verbatim when Ari passed. Right. But it was this is our this guy's our age. This is our dude. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Like, not that we I ever felt like I was untouchable. Yeah. But like this just this just happened. Right. Right. And then what? Two two months. Uh, not even a month later, I'm in that accident. Right. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. the fra- the fragility of life of life. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and at, at any moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're not even at the. The, you know the the 70s obviously no but it's it's you could see it like it's scary like it, it was scary for me to know that one of my best friends in high school passed away oh 100 it, it it uh whenever somebody passes that is especially when they're closer to your age it it just really hits home and you realize that like yeah man uh, you know my our days you know we're on the clock basically like I'll be 50. I'll be 50 this year. Mm -hmm. So if the average American lifespan is 74, I got 24, 25 years left. That's if I'm taking care of myself. I mean, you talked about Aerie, one that rocked me to my core, obviously not a friend. I don't know him personally, but when Kevin Smith had his heart attack at 49, he he was 48 or 49, massive heart attack, the widow maker. It should, the doctors told him he should have died. And now he is vegan and lost a shitload of weight and he's just trying to live now. Like he's, he just wants to live as long as he possibly can. When that happened to him, and I at the time was like 46, not eating well, overweight. I was like, at that point, I remember thinking this is a wake up call. Well, clearly it wasn't because here I am fast forward, I'm 49 now. But yeah, when, when a close friend or somebody that you look up to admire has something like that happen or passes away, especially if they're close to your age, it's like, holy shit, that, that, that's the same age as me or he's two years older than me or Harry was younger than me. Like, right. yeah, man, it's 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 um, very difficult. I, I know that my dad wrestles with that a lot. Like he was in a very bad car accident probably around 12 years ago. And now he's in severe pain. His quality of life isn't great. Um, he doesn't walk very well. He can't really make a fist or use his hands all that well. And there have been a lot of times where he'll be like kind of depressed. And he said several times in front of me, like, I got more years behind me than I do ahead of me. And I'm, he's just kind of, he'll get depressed. But he's pushed through that now, and he's just embracing every moment. Like, he'll just text me out of the blue, I love you, son. Like, I love you. I love you. When can we get together? I want to see you. Let's let's why, why have we? It's been a few weeks. Why are we doing this? Like, let's go. You know? It's 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 uh, and thankfully for you, you you haven't had to deal with this. But when my dad passed away, mm. it's a wake up, you know, in the sense of right, just in the sense of the life you know, mm-hmm. everything you've known your entire life, right, is now different. Right. Yeah. This person has been since your first breath. Right has been there yes. and now this person is no longer here yeah of course you know with with, with grandparents and things like that 100 that's too but this is different oh absolutely because absolutely. i didn't live with my grandma or my no gran- no you know what I, mean? I just saw him you know a couple times a year holidays birthdays things like that 
But like this person that like raised you, that was with you the entire time, and you know what I mean. Like it's a different relationship. That person is not, you know, is n- is now, no, now not around. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's different. It's You're like, absolutely it's, right. Yeah. No, absolutely. My grandparents lived long, full lives. They lived well into their 80s. All my grandparents did. Uh, passed away just from the the natural causes of of being old you know just like the the body gives out you know what i'm saying they weren't sick they weren't ill they weren't in pain they weren't suffering they went peacefully so i mean yeah a parent a grandparent is one thing but a parent i can only imagine and you know we've had to start my sisters and i have had to start kind of having conversations about what happens because my dad the the car accident's taken a toll on him and he's my mom is in great shape and really on it and she's lost a lot of weight and I think stress is a part of it, but she's really taking vitamins and taking care of herself because she's my dad's caretaker. Right. And that is a full-time job and it's not easy. My dad really can't do anything for himself. So my mom is there going and hustling, but she's great. But I've had to have conversations. You know, I've had that conversation with with my sister, especially my uh, middle sister, Laurel, you know, like what happens if, you know, next month dad passes, do we think mom will still be able to take care of herself. I think so. If it happens soon, I think she could. But we've had to have that conversation. What happens with mom? What do we do? Where do we go from here? We're starting, just starting to have those conversations. But uh, yeah, just embrace the moment, man. Enjoy enjoy every single moment that you have with someone because you just don't know. When my dad texts me out of the blue, I love you. When, when can I see you? When are you coming by? Let's get together. Uh, I go, yeah, why haven't I seen you? Why aren't we getting together? I need to be there more. And I keep, it's not the first time I've said this on the podcast, but Sacramento is not that far. That's where my parents are. And I just need to get there more and be there more. I'll tell you this, buddy, take advantage because there'll be a time where you can't. Absolutely. hundred percent. So let me break this down for you uh, to to circle back to uh, our good, our good, uh, our good friend, Carl Weathers. Feels like he's been a friend in our life, our entire life. Absolutely. Uh, he has a lot of um, voice acting credits. I noticed one was Toy Story when I was He's looking. Combat them. Carl. Okay, see, I didn't. I in Toy Story Four. I may have known that, but forgotten. But yeah, I did see the Toy Story, and I'm like, who was he in Toy Story? Okay, Combat Carl. So there you go. Lots of uh, also appearances in like Law and Order, SVU, Magnum PI. Lots of like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, just cameos, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, you know, pretty big carrier. Character in The Mandalorian. For sure. Grief Cargo. You know, um, he's also, I did not know this, he is the voice of, or was the voice of Jax in Mortal Kombat. Oh, I didn't know that either. Did not know he did a, you know. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, 13 episodes he was in uh, the the show Brothers. I never watched it. I didn't see Brothers, no. he was in a lot of classic ones too. Like he was in the Shield for two episodes. I okay, I, I yeah. watched Shield. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot, like towards the end of the career, a lot of this stuff is voice, 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 voice. Yeah, I noticed his internet. Oh, I can't talk. His internet movie database, like track record, is insane. Like he's never stopped acting. Like from the moment he set foot in that Rocky film, he's been going. And it just wasn't like, he wasn't always like the guy or the lead guy or the main guy, but he's always been there, like consistently just working. He never stopped working. Like uh, the work ha- ethic was crazy. Happy Gilmore. Uh, one of the Chubbs, one of my favorites. He was in a mo- in a TV series called Street Justice. 
Okay. Which I didn't know. He was in 44 episodes. Of Street Justice. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. Uh, he, was in, uh, he was in the Pointer Sisters video. Ah. Turn me out. Yeah. Uh, a classic Action Jackson. Yeah, Action Jackson was huge. When Predator. I was, I was in the eighth grade when Action Jackson dropped. Uh, living in America. He was in this video for Rocky. Oh, the James Brown. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. This was from Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Yeah. Rocky Three. Rocky Two. Rocky One. Um. Movie called Death Hunt. Eighty-one. Seven. Seven on the old IMDb, which is pretty good. Death Hunt. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, he was in uh, an episode of Starsky and Hutch in the seventies. Nice. Uh, he was in the TV show Serpico. Okay. Obviously, Rocky uh, is uh, original. Well, one of the he, he's got stuff before that too. So okay. Just a lot of TV shows, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, he was a football player who was trying to break into acting. And then I think Rocky was really what he was doing the the hit hit miss TV appearances, and then Rocky pushed him into the stratosphere to the like his next first level. credited. Any guesses on his first credited IMDb appearance? Ooh, I couldn't begin to guess. It could be anything. No, what is it? Sesame Street? Good times. Good times. Oh, love. I, dude, I love good times. I watched that. Used to watch that in reruns on Channel 31 or Channel 40. So some, some absolute legendary performances. 100%. Some, some absolutely, you know, like just American classics. Yeah, for Rocky, sure. Rocky, Predator. Yeah, like I said, Rocky 1 through 4. But if he didn't kill it, you don't get a creed. You don't get three creeds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if his character wasn't strong, it would have ended at, at Rocky Four when he died. He'd, or you may not have gotten Rocky Two if his character wasn't strong. So, right. yeah, he, he's he's just as important to those movies as Rocky is. Like, I forget the actor's name, but he talked about, like, he, he was talking about how he always gets cast as villains. He's a real typecast guy who plays villains in a, in a movie. And he's like, don't you ever just want to play the hero? It's like, nah, because the hero is always doing the right thing. He's the nice guy, the good guy. There's nothing really interesting about the hero, usually. It's like the villain's got all the juicy, dark, like, he's like, if you can't be the hero, the best thing to be is the villain. Like, and so that's the juicy role. That's the role. Without a good villain, the hero's just doing, he's just a boring guy. Like, you know, and so what he did in those Rocky films, like, and then was able to transition and become the hero, like... Is, is phenomenal, man. Like, yeah, he's, he, he's, uh, it's Sly's right to give him so much credit because his role was so important, man. Like, but yeah, the dude's just been grinding for years. And I mean, I think The Mandalorian took it to another level because as, as much fandom as there is for Rocky, Star Wars is like crazy, dude. That's why he could go to those conventions. I saw um, an interview with Shannon Doherty. Where she was, uh, she she has a podcast now because who doesn't, right? And she's interviewing Kevin Smith, and they're talking about how they did Mallrats together. And she was like, "Yeah, I can't, I couldn't do the. I'm sorry that we couldn't do this podcast sooner, but I was over in the UK at conventions, and then I'm in Chicago, and then I'm out in uh, Croatia. Like, and she was just on that TV show Charmed. She goes to conventions for the TV show Charmed, where she played a witch for eight seasons." But there is such a fanatical following for that that she can just go and cash in. So imagine being in four Rocky films and then a crazy, insanely popular 
Star Wars series for three seasons. Like, right. and I think he popped up in Boba Fett too, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, so he's just oh Mando two point five. Yes, the Boba Fett. Yes, yeah, that's the one. So I mean, you put Rocky in there, you put Star Wars in there, and then just the cult classic action Jackson Predator, like. I, I was thinking when he passed, I God, I don't remember the last time I watched Predator. But think about it. That movie was from the 80s. And they're still making Alien versus Predator and Predator like the beginning where they go back to when they first came to Earth and the prehistoric days. Like those movies are still going. Like it's crazy. He's been an IP that's been around almost as long as we've been alive. So it's nuts. The first Rocky was like 76. Carl Weathers was born on January 14th, 1948, so he was barely 76. Just turned. Okay. In New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, famous and successful football star at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Played with the Oakland Raiders. Oh, okay. I didn't and, realize he played for the Raiders. And retired from the sport in 74 to give full attention to his goal to be a real actor. Uh, had small parts in some black ta- black exploitation flicks, Friday Foster, and Bucktown. Pam Greer, uh, Friday Foster. Nice. Big break came in uh, uh, the following year when Erwin uh, Winkler and Robert Chartoff chose him to play Apollo Creed in Rocky. Uh, Real-life boxing legend Ken Norton was originally signed to play the part, but it eventually went to Weathers. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, Interesting. Ken Norton, uh, real-life boxing legend, son Ken Norton Jr., football player, linebacker for the 49ers and Cowboys ah. during the 90s heydays, has several Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Uh, went on to play Creed in other Rocky movies. Um, and then... Uh, Met with producer Joel, Joel Silver to play an important supporting role in Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Following year, Silver produced Axe and Jackson in 1988. First starring role for Weathers, but it didn't do well at the box office. Um, and then... Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. I remember that feeling like that was a big hit. I can remember the kids coming back to school talking about they went and saw it and quoting it. and I didn't. First starring role for Weathers, it performed poorly at the box office and was panned by the critics... During the 90s, Weather starred in four of the In the Heat of the Night and two-hour TV specials that were much better received by critics and viewers alike. Okay, interesting. In uh, 96, he played Chubbs Peterson in the blockbuster Adam Sandler comedy and then in Return to His Action Roots in two TV movies with Hulk Hogan, Assault on Devil's Island and Assault on Death Mountain. Okay. Uh, in ad- and then, then uh, in addition to his acting career, Weathers is also a member of the Big Brothers Association and the U.S. Olympic Committee, handling the career of athletes of various sports such as gymnastics, wrestling, swimming, and judo. Damn. No idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And, uh, you know, uh, he's currently um, unmarried. He was divorced twice, three times a lady. Okay. Uh, You know, two children, Jason Weathers and Matthew Weathers. Two kids only, huh? Okay. Uh, trademarks, towering height and muscular frame. Good natured, even when the bad guy. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Like, even though he was the bad guy, he still, uh, you still loved him. You know, there was something that's not easy to do, to be unlikable and likable at the same time. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace. They said the reason that he was chosen over Ken Norton is because the flashy boxer Apollo Creed is loosely based on Muhammad Ali, and Carl Weathers was able to pull off that attitude. I could, yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, you know, Norton, here's a guy who left football and really jumped into the craft of trying to be an actor. Whereas Norton, I don't think, was probably, they just probably were looking at him like, well, he's a boxer, this should work. But that could have ruined the Rocky flick. You know, it could have yeah. not worked right. So they made the right choice 100%. Do you want some real deep knowledge about Carl Weathers? Sure. Well, in 2016... He was inducted into the International Mustache Hall of Fame. Oh, nice! I mean, talk about accolades. Yes, he is. Has he is one of the dudes that, that for a long time just rocked the stash, baby. That was an '80s thing, man. I, I had no idea the porn he, was, stash. he was in the International uh, Mustache Hall of Fame. Yeah, dude, that's. Which is, I mean, talk about legendary. I think he does well deserved. Let's. Uh, Mm-hmm. Let's give a round yeah, of applause for Mr. For Weathers and his mustache. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take a bow. Let's have that stash. Take a bow. That's Graduated right. from San Diego State with a degree in theater arts. Oh, that I did not know. Um, played college football at San Diego State University, which I mentioned early. Right. One of his teammates was Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer starred in Hunter and was also going to be the title of Predator. The original Predator movie was going to be called Hunter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that either. Which ended up starring Carl. Crazy, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, like being like, yeah, I'm a professional athlete. I'm playing on the Raiders, but I think I'm going to hang it up and try my hand at acting. Like, some people are just so blessed, man. Like, like you're talented enough to play a, a professional sport at the highest level and walk away and be like, nah, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot, a one in a million chance of making it as an actor. Like there's about as high of a chance of making it as an athlete. He made it as both. Like that's, you know what the odds are of like being like, yeah, I'm going to be a really successful, you know, I'm going to be a successful athlete and a successful actor. It's like getting struck by lightning. You got probably just as good of odds. You know what I'm saying? It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Like, yeah, man. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, thank you for all the entertainment. Just the years and years of just being entertained, man. Uh, you know, I mean, you and I have said it a million times. The Mandalorian is one of the best things. It's one of the reasons I keep Disney Plus. I mean, I, I loved The Mandalorian. There, Disney Plus hasn't gotten a lot right, in my opinion. But that's one of the things they nailed. The Mando works on so many levels. And Weathers was a big part of that, man. And I've, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him in it. And, uh... He will be missed. He will be missed for sure. Uh, rest in peace, peace, Carl Weathers. Rest in peace. Are you Mike Tyson now? <laughs> uh, uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. And the Grief Carga. And was it Captain Carl? What was it? <clears throat> no. no. Uh, what was he in Toy Story? Oh. Uh, Combat Carl. Combat Carl. Rest in peace, Combat Carl. I'm going to go <clears throat> back and watch... Uh, I'm going to go back and watch Toy Story 4 now, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to take us out of here right now Yeah, with a, with a Carl Weathers quote that I need you to listen to. All right, I love it. And I'm going to listen to. Yes, let's, so, let's uh, hear it. Thanks for listening. If you guys have a favorite Carl Weathers memory or favorite show or favorite um, role that he played, definitely let us know. For um, sure. You've heard us talk about Rocky and other things that he has been a part of. So uh, this one, this one stings, man. He was a, yeah. he was a great actor, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this real quick. Do, do you have a favorite? Uh, if you were to pick one one Carl Weathers thing, do you have one that you would pick? 
Uh, probably for me, cause it was my era. Uh, I'd, I'd have to go Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. Uh, as much as I love the Rocky films, I can remember going to the theater and seeing Happy Gilmore. And I felt like Sandler and I are about the same age. I feel like I grew up with Sandler and that he was my comedian. So when he brought in Apollo Creed into that movie and I hadn't seen him in forever, it just, uh, it's so funny, dude. Like, so, so funny. Like, so yeah, for me, if I had to pick one and that's tough to do, I'd, I'd probably go Chubbs, Chubbs Peterson. Local golf pro, and uh, I think it was uh, K- Ko who said, uh, "Man, he was my favorite boxer," and I'd 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 uh, I'd co-sign that with uh, he was my favorite golfer. <laughs> you know, like I got to give it to. Oh, him. he's your favorite golfer. Yeah, yeah, you got to got to give it to uh, Chubbs Peterson, man. Yeah, so that was probably if I had to pick a role, I'd pick that one. Okay, so uh, let me hit you with this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quote that is, is going to be very relevant to, uh, what I would like to say is, is your, your breaking news from, uh, this morning. Got you. All right. Well, I'm curious now. Wise words from the legend himself. Let's, let's check this out. Our, our favorite boxer and our favorite golfer as well. Let's, let's hear what he has. The man himself has to say here. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. I really try to take care of myself. I really put forth the effort to make a regimen just a part of my life. Mm. When I can't, for instance, if I'm in a location someplace and I can't work out because of the schedule of the picture or whatever it is, as much as I'd normally do when I'm home, Mm. I still do something. Right. There it is. There it is. I still do something. Every day, every day, you got to do something. I 100% agree with that. Wise words from a from an icon, from a legend. Well, thank you, Mr. Weathers. I'm going to take that to heart. I know what I will be doing after I get home from recording this episode. I'm going to go out in my makeshift gym in my garage and put in some work in honor of uh, Combat Carl, baby. Let's go. Tomorrow.